Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. Give you information and education on senior care topics. My name is Ryan McAniff. I am joined here by Janet. Janet, how are you? I'm good, Ryan. Are you excited and just thrilled to be speaking about the fear of falling? Absolutely. And, and you know, we uh, we did an episode um, a week ago or two weeks ago where falls prevention is one of the biggest reasons we get called on a uh, week-to-week basis or a day-to-day basis or whatever it might be. It's always um, it's always Falls are, if not the primary reason we're getting a call, it's always a secondary reason. Maybe it's maybe they need some help in other areas, but then you inevitably hear, well, mom had a fall, or she's a little weak on her feet. And um, this podcast is about that fear of falling and just kind of um, talking about kind of the different scenarios and the different uh, situations that come up which cause people to be afraid of falling and what that fear does to somebody's um, outlook on life and their changes in their habits and the changes in their social structure and things like that. So, Janet, I'll let you start it off. Um, what are kind of your thoughts on the fear of falling? Well, I think that, you know, people have done a very good job of putting together programs on fall prevention. And there are programs online, there are classes, there are, um, there's training for caregivers and all that type of thing. And they discuss that you know, if you say, what are the issues? What are the risks of falling? And people will talk about environmental issues, medical conditions, uh, medications, all of that. And they also put a lot of thought and effort into a lot of training sessions on if someone falls, but they're not um, needing to go to the emergency room, how do you safely get them up off the floor? Mm-hmm. How do you not hurt yourself? And a lot goes into this, but there's really been less about the the psychological effect of the fear of falling. Mm-hmm. And when someone is afraid, it affects them emotionally and mentally and physically to the point that they're afraid to go out. So they stay home, they become frustrated, bored, depressed, and then they get less exercise, which weakens muscles and all of that, which makes them more susceptible to fall. And the um, that fear can paralyze someone even to their activities of daily living, their their personal care. They won't get in the shower. They'll they'll only wash their face where they can sit and and do it safely. Housekeeping doesn't get done. They stop socializing because they just become almost frozen with that fear. And there's also a thought process, and I was reading about several different um, studies that were done on this, which is where this information came from, and they were saying that, you know, there's the mindset of, what's going to happen if I fall? You know, am I going to cut myself? Am I going to get a bruise? Could I break something? And in one article I read, it says, then there's the big one. Yeah. And the big one sends you to a nursing home, which is the point of no return. Absolutely. You know, so that's that's kind of what, and the fear of falling makes you more likely to fall. Yep. You know, so they're they're talking about uh, a lot of things like that. Um, another thing that I didn't really think of, but it makes perfect sense with an elderly population. Where do they get to socialize, if um, other than with family? If they go to the doctor, what's in the waiting room? 
a bunch of people with arms and slings and walkers and canes and all these people that have experienced falls and had problems. Um, they go to the senior center and they're there with their wheelchairs and their walkers and they're talking about their last fall and how this happened. So they're being inundated with all of these terrible things that have happened and that's what they're seeing and they're imagining it, it's going to be them. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, we were just talking last week about um, how, you know, one of the things that we get called for is general wellness and that general wellness, part of that is meal preparation. And why, why are seniors no longer making their own meals and why are they eating um, uh, prepackaged microwavable meals? Well, one, re- one reason is, and we're all guilty of it, it's just easier. If you're living alone, like when my dad lived alone and I, and I live alone, you know, sometimes it's just easier to go to the takeout place and get a salad with steak tips, even though it costs twice as much or three times as much than just making it on your own. But the other reason and the other big reason that people do it is is because of the fear of falling. I need to go down in cabinets and I need to go get um, go down and go up to get all the, the items that I need. Maybe I have to go on a two-step ladder to go up and get what I need in these situations. And that fear of having to move around and having to clean and you're on your feet for so long doing activities that you haven't been doing in a while causes that fear of falling and it causes people to shut down in that respect and say you know what it's just easier and safer if I just slap some mayonnaise on two pieces of bread and have a ham and cheese sandwich every single night for dinner which I love ham and cheeses but over a period of time (laughs) you can't have ham and cheeses every single night just like I love you know Big Macs but you just can't have them every single night that's right um and and I it's just and it's just um it's always very surprising all the little things that you miss when you're able-bodied and you're able to brush your teeth and bend over and pick up the paper clip that fell over and you're able to make the 10-course meal if you feel like making it and cleaning up all those dishes. Um, <laughs> but it never it never hits your head that, well, I might slip and fall. In, because the number two place where falls happen are the kitchen, right? Number one's yep. the bathroom because that makes sense because of all the water, all the soap. You're vulnerable with one tile, but a lot of kitchens are tile and a lot of no, there are very few kitchens that are carpeted let's put it that way so yep. so you're either on wood that's slippery or you're on um you're on tile that's slippery and you have water and you have all these things and then it's an easy place to fall plus or you're carrying something so your hands aren't free you've got two hands on that casserole dish exactly so so that's just another example of going back to one of our previous episodes it's just like that's another reason, and, and nobody admits it. Nobody likes to admit it's a big reason, but it is a reason why people change the way that they do things is out of that fear. Yeah, and it's one of those independents uh, that people don't want to give up, especially if someone like I've got some great cooks in my family. Those genes did not pass on to me, but they would rather, you know, do things, and especially if someone has cooked from scratch and they do the herbs and they do this, you're reaching to your point, you're turning, you're getting down. Open the oven door, put something in, look at the position you're in. And like you say, we don't stop and think about that. That's a high risk for someone. Yeah. And if someone's had a fall or a near miss and now they're anxious about that, you know, they could actually overcompensate and you can have falls because of that. Absolutely. So, I mean, when you were talking about, you know, the, the fear can be kind of uh, part of affecting their activities of daily living, whether it's the personal care or house cleaning. Um, and socializing, you are you are obviously saying a lot of a lot of women of that age of that generation socializing was 
cooking for a bunch of people and having the family over or having the neighborhood over or things like that. So once they don't feel steady on their feet to cook for other people, well, what's the reason to have anybody over anymore? And there's a change in their socialization. So there are a lot of, a lot of things that, that, um, can occur with that anxiety and that fear. Yeah. And the person, maybe they broke their wrist. I mean, we had a client, uh, I think it was last winter or the winter before, broke both wrists. What was the poor thing doing? She was filling the bird feeder in the winter. Yeah. And she went to chase the squirrels off the porch, and she slipped and broke both wrists. So, you know, now she's got somebody else to fill the bird feeder, fortunately. But another place that people become incredibly fearful of is doing laundry because laundry has generally been in the basement. Yep. And there's the stairs, and you got to take stuff down, and you got to bring stuff up. And uh, there's a rule in my house with my mind. Nobody goes down the basement if there isn't a lifeguard on duty. You know, you haven't taken away the independence, but you want to know and you can almost give the evil eye of, now, I'll get the laundry. I'll bring it down because you want you want to sort it and you want to do it a certain way. That's fine. But laundry in the basement is, is what most of our parents grew up with, yep. not on the same floor. And and that's and I think that's going to start changing. Like I, I think I've mentioned this before, but maybe I I was looking at buying a place over in Medford, and I, I fell in love with it. And then I realized after I lost out on the place that I would have had to go up the bedroom. It was it was a narrow cube like a Jenga. If you imagine Jenga, the it was it was much to that kind of that style, and and so it was narrow, but it was tall. And the, the master bedroom would have been on the third floor and the laundry would have been on the fourth floor and the guest bedrooms would have been on the second floor. So the second floor was not going to be needed very often because it's a yep. guest bedroom. So to go up and down four flights of stairs to do laundry would have driven me absolutely insane. While now I, I fortunately purchased a place that was a single story condo. So it's so nice just to walk 10 feet down no stairs and be in the laundry room. I additionally had, I have friends that just built their own house and one of the prerequisites, though they have a basement, was there is going to be a laundry room on the first floor with the master bedroom because I'm not walking up and down. It's It's a ranch with a basement. I'm not walking up and down two or three flights of stairs every day to do laundry. So... You know, yep. And I, those are people that are perfectly capable, strong, and safe. Absolutely. You know, you, you need to think about those things. But up in New England as well, you know, I, if, if you're listening out in Florida, down in Florida, maybe out in Arizona, and maybe I'm making an assumption, I, I don't know. But I just imagine those those are desert areas that don't have huge basements in them. You know, like my yeah. parents my parents didn't have basements in Florida where, where they lived. So, you know, maybe that's not it. But up in New England, for people that maybe aren't aware, like – colonial houses they all had basements they all had two two stories with the basements and in the basement was always an extra refrigerator and always the the washer and dryer guaranteed nine out of ten houses that's where the stuff's left so for for an aging population that has lived in their house for one generation if not two generations that's all they know yeah and you don't you don't think about these things until the fear sets in and oftentimes these people are alone and family members may say, well, we can get you Lifeline or whatever. That can help some folks, but there are other people who say, well, that's great after it happens. Yeah. So there's that that issue, Yeah, too. that's just making sure you don't lay on the floor for 12 hours. You know, it doesn't stop the fall from happening in the first place like you just exactly. mentioned. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, 
it's a it's a tricky situation and, and you know you see some of the st- some of the stairwells that go down into these basements and you're just like completely oh, yeah. unsafe yeah they're creaking and the bottom one in short treads and and the lighting is generally not you know stellar yeah. either so <laughs> there can be that problem Absolutely. but um i think in terms of how you can help somebody deal with some of this is um to encourage conditioning the person's health as part of home modification. And I was reading an article about that, and I really, really liked that idea. We think about putting safety bars in bathrooms and things like that, and okay, they're there, but we don't think of working with the person as part of, call it an exercise program. Do things that are going to have a stronger grip so they can grab that bar, and so they automatically reach for it. It's like um, having someone that, uh, obviously, some elderly people are not going to do squats like you or, or I might do at the gym, but to sit in a chair and stand up multiple times, to, to work with them, to condition them to grab for that bar at the same time, that becomes a habit. So those, those are good things, and movement helps um, with balance and coordination, Yes, which is usually what is failing when one falls. Yeah. You lose one of the other. And to have a, a, a positive discussion with that person about, you know, the trade-offs of immobility. And it's almost like finding the right balance of, you know, maybe there are some things you don't have to do. And maybe you want to, but because you want to do this, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Yep. Um, it can be simple things like having the talking to the paper guy paper boy and having him put the newspaper in the door instead of throwing it at the end of the driveway and uh, we've had clients do that because the biggest risk was in the bathrobe coming out the door down two steps to get the newspaper but to make it positive conversations and and to be supportive um, and and help somebody problem solve they're sitting there you know they're afraid and say okay well is it the kitchen is where you fell. What kid, What do you think might be a good idea? Make it problem solving. Um, you know, there's the, the common saying uh, after the fall, get back on the horse. And the reality is I think maybe we have to help them find a smaller pony. Yeah. And uh, kind of look at it that way. You don't need to get back on the... Uh the Gronkowski or the... Whatever, exactly. Or the whatever. Clydesdales the can Clydesdales stay in the pasture. That, yeah, exactly. That, that, that was just down at the, the whatever one it was. I don't follow too much of that. Anyways, um, that's all excellent points. And I think that's something that, like, you know, when you're dealing with mental health and psychology, those aren't things like a broken arm where you can see it and prepare for it. And a lot of seniors are going to be very uh, human beings in nature. I think it's it's just human nature. But seniors are not going to be... Uh, uh, you know, ringing the bell, saying that they're scared of falling. It's something that, you know, slowly happens over time. It's yeah. something that becomes an issue. And looking back on things, you can you can see it. But when you're in the moment, maybe you don't realize how you're changing your life to accommodate something that's uh, uh, an anxiety. And, you know, people don't want to admit that they're aging and that they need help and that they, they don't want to feel like they're a burden and things like that. And if you're afraid of falling, you're just going to quietly suffer rather than try to go out and be proactive and, and figure out how to solve the problem. Right, because you're thinking about, like that phrase, the big one. Yeah. You you don't want people to say, well, I guess we you can't stay here anymore because you're afraid of falling. Yeah. You know. All right, excellent. Well, thank you very much, Janet, and thank you to all our listeners. This is the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McAniff. I hope you have a good one, and we'll catch you on the next one.